Hello friends, welcome to Lesbian Honest. This is Ash, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Kirsten. Hey guys! So we are here to kind of just give you guys a welcome. Um, this is a place to create a safe place. Um, everybody is welcome here, and we're going to kind of just share ups and downs, mostly ups, I think. Um, we're going to have quite a few guests on. Um, we're so excited that you guys are here to join us, and so we're just going to hop right into it. So, babe, um, let's tell them like, how Ash and Kirst became Ash and Kirst. Yeah, so, I mean, for those of you that don't know us personally, um, honestly, this story could take hours and hours to tell, but we'll give it to you kind of the quick and dirty, but we won't leave out the good parts. Um, dirty? We didn't talk about that. <laughs> I think that it kind of all started in our really young youth. So, Ashley and I have been together since high school, like sophomore Sophomore, beginning, beginning junior. sophomore, junior year, yeah. Yeah, so quite some time now. We're um, almost at 18 years. Yeah, it's been it's been a journey for us, but I think that the ironic part about kind of how we met is that we met at church, which does kind of play an ironic, I don't know, puzzle piece in this Twist, whole yeah. thing, because, you know, I think we're just trying to navigate how all of that is for us and other people that we know, but it was a really interesting start to a relationship considering that Ashley was, you know, she was an upperclassman, if you'll call it, when I was coming into the youth group. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was a new freshman. She was a, what, junior, sophomore? I was, I was, yeah, I think I was a sophomore because I think we're only... Well, I was a no, so no, I was a junior. I was beginning my junior, I guess. Yeah. So, um, and as a, you know, an upperclassman in the youth group, it's kind of their job to help welcome, welcome. the under the underclassmen, the freshmen. But I was a student leader in the, I was a student leader in the youth group. So student yeah. leaders, we'd essentially have like a meeting when these new freshmen were going to come up and. We got to pass around a clipboard and select like three to four freshmen that we would essentially befriend. It was like an arranged friendship to help them feel welcome in the youth group when they came up into the high school group. And I remember it got to me and the youth pastor was like, no, Ash, like I'll talk to you after the meeting. I've got somebody for you. And I was like, somebody, I instantly thought I was in trouble. <laughs> and he pulled me aside and he was like, so I've got this freshman, Kirsten. And, like, I need you to be her welcome and, like, her friend person. And I was like, okay. What does she like to do? And he was like, well, she doesn't make great choices. And I was like, fantastic. So I get to youth group. And I remember, like, your mom was, like, forcing you to go into the youth oh group. Gosh. Like, she was, like, dropping you off. No, my mom would walk me to the door like a kindergartner at church. Like, make sure you sign in. have to see you get inside because otherwise, like, I don't know where you might go after that. But and I did it was find a, you it outside a, a lot. Yeah, I did go outside a lot. I mean, I didn't love to be in there. Um, I was struggling, you know, with a lot of personal stuff, I think. And so when... Ashley was assigned to me. I found her waiting for me at the door, wanting to introduce herself, <laughs> tell me how much Jesus loves me. And oh. I felt like that's just not my favorite thing in the whole world. So I decided to avoid her. And that, that was like my instant, like, I don't like you moment because I was kind of a bitch in high school and I didn't really want to make friends at church. So um, it was a very dark, awkward beginning to our friendship. 
because yeah. we didn't really, we weren't friends. Um, I remember she'd like come to youth group and I remember her mom would drop her off at youth group. She didn't need dropped off, but her mom would like make sure she went into the youth room and her mom would like wave at me like, hi, Ashley. <laughs> and Kirsten would come in and you could just tell, like as soon as her mom would leave, she'd just be she'd, like roll her eyes. Just <sighs> so done already. Like, please let this hour go by fast. Like dear God in heaven, <laughs> like if you do anything for me, it's make this hour pass. But Kirsten would go outside and have cigarettes, and that was, like, a big no-no, yeah. and, like, I remember just trying to, like, make friends with her, and she was not having it, not even for a second. So then I remember being, like, well, I remember one day she was, like, eating, I don't remember if you were eating, like, a bag of Doritos or, like, a Reese's peanut butter cup, but I remember I was, I was like, okay, she likes snacks. Yeah. So I, I'd bring, like, $5 to youth group every Wednesday night, and I would, like, just try to, like, essentially, like buy her friendship and like acceptance and be like hey like how are you she'd be like i could really use a dr pepper and some reese's peanut butter cups right now and i'd be like oh let's go get some <laughs> and then i'd buy them for it she'd be like okay thanks have a good night <laughs> like nothing to do with me at all yeah so it was kind of a arranged i don't know if you would call it a friendship because that's not what it was at all she i did not like ashley and it wasn't until we went to, so I had a mentor at church. She was my only person, my adult that I went to for things that I actually trusted. And she invited me to go with her to her daughter's new coffee shop. And it was in BFE. Like, I don't even know where she said it was, but she's like, I'll just take you, get in my car. And that was like normal. So I was like, okay. Well, on our way out the door, Ashley's sitting on the stairs and she goes, oh, Hey, why don't you come with us? And my face instantly changed. I just, this was my time with my mentor and Ashley then was going to come with us. So that was just so nice that Ashley was in the back seat the whole time. I tried to decline. I did try to decline because I could tell Kirsten was not having any of this. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, really? I'll be here. Like, my mom knows I'm staying here. And the mentor was like, it's fine. I'll call your mom and tell her you're going with us. And I was like, oh, Okay. And so, yeah. So, yeah, she took us to, I honestly could not tell you to this day where in the state of Colorado she drove us, but it was far. It was at least a 40 plus minute drive. It was far. Yeah. And and so, it was nothing but like Cowtown. Like there wasn't anything on the roads. There was no city. No. And I remember like everything around this little coffee shop was just like dirt. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> so she takes us and... Instead of, like, coming inside and being like, okay, like, let's get a drink and, like, have my daughter make us a smoothie. She was like, okay, you girls go inside. I'm going to go get us lunch. And she leaves. And I'm like, what? Like, wait, wait, no, what? Like, I came to spend time with her. Now Ashley's here. Now you're leaving me alone at this random place in butt-fucking Egypt that I have no idea. <laughs> Not okay. So... And we, they weren't busy either. That was the funny part. No, there they was had not just opened. It was like the day of opening. There was I think we maybe saw like two to three people tops come in during the time that we were there. And so she left to go back into town to get us lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and she was gone for hours. Like she I feel like right. we were there I feel like for she went home and like two... changed out of her like church clothes, like put her hair up and like got her <laughs> more whatever. Her yoga. She was not <laughs> quick about her trip to the subway or wherever it was that she went to get a sandwiches. And so here I am left in this coffee shop with like my assigned buddy that I was given and some random people ordering smoothies. So it was a coffee shop and everybody was ordering the smoothies, which first of all is ironic 
So they had this like whole area over in the corner that had just a ton of board games and it was so awkward. We were sitting there in silence, just staring at each other. Like Kirsten would like avoid eye contact. And I was like, okay, let's play a game. So I like went and grabbed checkers really fast. And she was like, just so annoyed, like so like angry and annoyed. Just so dark. It's a pretty angry person. I'm pretty sure she was the only girl that like purchased the like two black items that Hollister and Abercrombie made in in their entire lineup. My mom was to also walk me into those stores to make sure I purchased something from Abercrombie and Hollister because God forbid we go to Hot Topic. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we start playing checkers and then I start being like, so like, what do you, what do you like to do? How's high school going? Like, do you play any sports? And she kind of just like would raise her eyebrow and just be like, I dance. (laughs) I was a dancer and that's what I did. And I was just annoyed altogether, but, like, the more that, like, we played this checkers game, I realized that, like, I hadn't gotten attention from anybody on a one-on-one level actually, like, truly, like, interested in, like, my life. So I started to give up information that, like, normally probably I wouldn't have given up in months of being a friend with somebody it takes a lot to crack me so she comes off very harsh sometimes you've gotten a lot better over the years though i'm proud of you much more friendly um (laughs) but i think that it was just like we finally got to like the nitty-gritty of like ash was like wow i like finally cracked this girl enough to like know enough to like maybe get an in as like her her person at church and then our mentor walked through the door with the sandwiches and I shut up and that was the end of like kind of what happened. Yeah. And then we didn't talk for like two to three months. I didn't really see you at youth group anymore. It was, I was kind of like, Oh no. Like I thought that it went so good at the coffee shop, but maybe it didn't. And I, I think I'd sent you a couple of texts, nothing back. And then I called you and you didn't answer. And I hate leaving voicemails. So then you called me back later that night and I remember I was home by myself. I was babysitting. And so, and all the kids were in bed already. So Kirsten just starts like chatting me up. And <laughs> I think it was like 15, 20 minutes later, all of a sudden she like, it was like a record scratch. She was like, wait, who is this? And she had called me. Like she had called me back and I was like, oh, it's Ashley. And she's like, wait, Ashley White? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I have to go. Click. Done. <laughs> And then we didn't talk for a couple more weeks, but then you showed up at youth group one or two more times, and you were a little bit more friendly to me. I was a little bit more standoff to you, I think, because you kind of scared yeah, me a little I bit. Yeah, I think I did. I, I just was not, like, it made me feel weird that, like, you knew a lot about me and, like... Things definitely changed after the coffee shop. It Yeah, it did. And I think that, like, it planted the seed, but the seed was, like, buried so deep and, like, maybe it didn't get watered very much, so right. it was just, like, sitting there. And so eventually, I don't know, it kind of became like a hot and cold kind of like relationship until it became like a friendship where the ice just cracked. Like we talked and we talked and we talked, we texted, like she became my best friend in the matter of like a couple of months, maybe, I don't know, three or four months. And We talked all the time. We talked all the time. Like, all the time. Like, we would text each other all day. We would call each other till like, all hours of the night. I remember, like, having to, like, have my phone plugged in talking with you. I remember us falling asleep on the phone with each other. And then, like, one of of us would just stay on the line till our phones would die. (laughs) I think it, like, also became that way because it 
ended, I didn't feel like the church played a part in that anymore. Like we became like genuine friends. Like I didn't feel like it was more of a like assigned friendship that originally had started like, and Ashley started to show me like her true colors of like actually being like this individual outside of church and like really wanting that connection with somebody and like a good person, like honestly really did want to get to know me for who I actually was and not just like no predetermined like motivation behind it, which was huge for me. Um, and so it took off. Like we became super close, talked all the time, texted all the time. You know, we had, what was the service? We had to like talk after eight. Oh yeah. After eight was unlimited. Yeah. Minutes. Unlimited minutes. So we could talk after eight with, but I had free. one of those like pay as you go phones. So I, I remember having to like <sighs> convince my parent or like a friend to like take me to Seven Eleven to buy another card, like before school or after school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever. I had like a stash of them just in case because I, I was only allowed like a certain amount of texts. But then like, yeah, after eight o'clock, it was like three minutes essentially. But, um, and I think that it was, we were both going through some family like drama trauma and adapting to that and being teenagers as well, like made it hard. And we did, we kind of just like bonded really quick after a very elongated try at it. Yeah. But we suddenly like found common ground and like we were like connected at the hip. We hung out all the time, like after school. And then like during the summer times we were with each other 24 seven. Like I'd come to your house and stay the night a couple nights in a row. You'd come up to my house and stay the night. And then like anything in between that was usually us staying out with like friends or like and at friends houses. Honestly, just like friends. Like we never had like any other There was no inkling that it was going to blossom out of anything but a, like, innocent friendship. Right. Like, best friends for life. You know, you were kind of that anchor for me during that time. But I think that, like, what changed is when Ashley kind of came to me one summer and said, Hey, um, you know, I have been thinking about going into the military and I can't because I'm not you know, old enough, my parents won't sign for me, but my uncle lives in Alaska. And he said that if I come live with him, then he will help me kind of get like certified and trained so I can, you know, apply for the military. So essentially, yeah. So my, my recruiter, so I had a recruiter at the time. I'd already previously signed up for a lot of stuff. I'd gone through as much as I possibly could before I needed to have that, those legal signatures done. My parents refused. My parents were in a very rocky place. Um, and I was ready to get the heck out of Dodge. I was over it. I was done. I was in escape mood mode. I was in survival mode. And because I couldn't do that, I had to come up with another plan and I wanted to escape so badly that, um, my recruiter was like, well, Hey, go get some certificates or like go get some schooling. And then if you come to me with certificates or like education, then you can start at a higher pay grade. You can get sign on bonuses, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, fantastic. And my uncle was like, Hey, that's easy. You can come to my fire Academy. Um, I have an apartment over my garage. Just come stay with me. Like easy peasy. Like, and I think it was only like a six month thing or something like that. It wasn't even anything too oh. long. So I had let Kirsten know that I was thinking about it, and then I put the plan into action because I was ready to go. Like, I just needed out of my home life bad. Um, so it got time to where it was a couple... We're approaching a couple months up um, to me getting ready to go out there, and I think that Kirsten and I started kind of... We almost kind of started distancing ourselves a little bit, but then, like, 
grasping onto each other a little bit more at the same time. Yeah. Because we were getting ready to, like, say goodbye for a while. Yeah. It was kind of just the, like, idea that she wasn't going to be here anymore. And, you know, when you're in high school, six months, like, if someone says they're going to be gone six months to you, that's, like, they're gone forever, you know? So there's not that, like, long-term concept when you're that age. So I kind of started to, like panic a little bit inside like what is my life going to look like when this person leaves and like yeah we like talk on the phone and we do all the things like not long distance but you know like we text we talk but like I just wasn't completely okay with saying like okay bye like see you in six months because like I didn't feel like it was gonna be six months like I felt like I was probably never gonna see her again and There was something to our friendship that meant so much to me that I wanted to make sure that, like, I explored exactly what this was before she left because I had feelings not of, like, outside of friendship but not not outside of friendship that, like, I wanted to be sure that I was okay with that kind of being a final destination um, even if she were to come back six months later, like... I said, I don't feel like she would have come back. Um, Probably not. I and think she I knew left, that. I yeah, I think once I would, I think my plan was just to go. And our friendship was so important to me. I just had so much weighing on the other side of that teeter-totter that, like, I, like, I felt like you and, like, one or two of my other friends were, like, really the only thing that I had that was, like, good in my life. But, like, half of them were getting ready to go to, like, college and I just, I was at a spot where I was in survival mode. Like I had yeah. to, I had to do what I needed to survive in that moment. Yeah. And so, um, so it's getting closer to me getting ready to leave to go to Alaska, which we're in Colorado. So that was a really far thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we had like a couple of moments where we were hanging out where like it got a like little awkward, but like not a little awkward. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. No, I think that like. There was a night that Ashley had stayed the night with me, and I had kind of thought, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I was thinking exactly, but, like, was I was really thinking, late. you know, maybe if I, like, snuggle up and, like, try to kiss her, if she kisses me back, like, maybe there's something to this relationship that I am either misinterpreting or she, I don't know. So, so by this time, you already kind of had more than friend feelings then at this point. A little bit. Like, I... Unknown. Unknown, yeah. It was a confusing time, too. Yeah, I mean, we were in high school. Ashley was getting ready to, like, change everything about her life. I was still, like, hanging out in the midst of all the things. Well, you were getting ready to go into your senior year, right? I think so. Well, it was my junior year, I think. Um... But I decided to try to kiss her one night when she slept over. And it, I think, gave Ashley, like, a small heart attack because she did not know. Small? A small one. Just a small one. <laughs> so, essentially, what would happen is, like, we were laying there and, like, we had turned off our movie. If you know anything about Kirsten and I, first of all, side note, movies are, like, like especially movie quotes. Yes. Kirsten and I are fluent in movie quotes fluent so if you can keep up with kirsten and i when it comes to movie quotes like you instantly jump to the top of the friend list because <laughs> i feel like it's a dying breed at this point so yes. kirsten and i would watch like two three movies oh yeah 
easily a week, if not more. Oh, yeah. Sometimes like in, in a, a night. night. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> so we had, like, turned off the movies, and we had started, like, kind of falling asleep. And Kirst was, like, I was, I remember I was kind of, like, laying on my side and my back at the same time. And Kirst would, like, lean over to me and just kind of, like, fall towards my face slowly. And then she'd get, like, right to my lips, and I would, like, turn my face at the last second, and she'd, like, land on my cheek. And then, like, she'd kind of get upset and, like, roll over. And I was like, no, 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 wait. Like, Kirst, talk to me. Like, what? Hold on. What's happening? Are you awake? Are you sleeping? What's happening? And then she would, like, roll over again and... Like, she'd kind of open her eyes and, like, look at me, and then she'd, like, kind of take the position again to, like, go in for a kiss. And I think this had happened at maybe, what? Oh, it was a handful of times, for sure. Like, <sighs> the dedication was there, but the confusion was also there with Ugh. Ashley. So, I think that is kind of, that was the complete turning point in our relationship. Like, to put a pulse on it, like, that night was what changed everything. 100%. And. And ultimately, I gave in. You like did. I let you kiss me. Yeah. And we had like the most innocent like innocent 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 kisses for like maybe 30 40, 40 seconds tops. Yeah. And then Kirsten just rolls over to go to bed and I was like, "Oh, excuse me. Can we talk? Can we talk about this?" And so and then I ended up um giving her a letter at her school, I remember it being in the auditorium at mm-hmm. her high school, and I knew that she was getting ready to leave probably, I was like, that weekend. Like, it was only less than a week away. And I wrote her a letter that told her exactly how I felt. Like, I need you here. Um, I love you, and I think that this is something. I don't know what exactly it is, but... And I think we still have these letters. We have a really cute little box of things that we've kept throughout the years, but I'm sure if we dug it out, we could find it. But We should just, dig those out and maybe yeah, we proofread could, we could, we and could, then possibly yeah, share. It would be fun. Um, But just kind of like, I don't know. It's on a pink Hello Kitty yeah, paper, too. It's, it's pink, pink Hello Kitty oh lined paper. <laughs> and I remember I was so scared to give it to her because I knew that she kind of felt the same way and I was scared to mess up like her plan. And, and this was only a couple days later from that night. Yeah, like we were kind of in crunch time at this point. And and I think this was when I was a stage manager for our big production for our senior year. Yep. And Kirsten came to watch it. And she landed me with this like letter right before the show. Mm-hmm. And I think I started the letter and then I got scared. And so I put it in my pocket and I did the show. And then as soon as the show was over, I read the letter. And I think it was the letter that she wrote back to me. Because we were in this, you guys, we were, it was 19, what, 2005? 19. Okay, it's 2005. It was 2005. Okay, so notes were a big deal back then. And I'm not talking like IMs or DMs. I'm talking like notes on paper. You pass it back and forth. And I remember her giving me a note and I read it, put it in my pocket, and that's kind of where shit hit the fan. So, well, cuz then you had written a letter back to me and put it in the same back pocket of those jeans. I did. So, there so was I had two, two letters. letters. I had oh, one in one side, one on the other. It was her letter and then my letter back. Well, I had forgotten about the letters. <laughs> Deep breaths. <laughs> and I don't do my own laundry. I am 17, 16. You're years 16. Old. I'm 16 years old. And guess who does my laundry? My mom. So guess who found those letters? 
my mom. Guess who all goes to church together? Our families all go to church together. So to kind of break it down, the timeline of what's going on here, though, is that my parents had just split. Like, very, very recent. Like, I think it had only been, like, three, four weeks, maybe. My parents had split up. And so I was getting used to that in the household. And then I... um, Let's see. Yeah, my parents had just split. And so my mom wasn't living at home. I was staying with my dad at the time. So I could go to school. And (laughs) Kirsten's mom found these notes. And Kirsten and I had been hanging out this day that she came home to this. So I had just dropped her off at home. And I had just made it to the highway. Because we had to take this really long back road highway that, like, went across the mountains, essentially. To go up to my house. And it was, like, all the back roads to, like... It was, like, the easiest side way to get to each other's houses. And Kirsten called me and was like, you have to come pick me up. And I was like, oh, no, what's wrong? And I remember back then, $5. We used to make $5 in gas. Like, I don't know how we didn't run out of gas consistently, but $5 in our tank all the time. And I remember being like, I only have enough gas to get home. (laughs) (laughs) What do you need? Like, how bad is it? (laughs) So Kirsten started crying over the phone. I was like, you have to come get me. I have no place to live. Like... I'll tell you when I get here, but my mom found the notes. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) so I turned around and I pick her up and I remember her mom was like losing it. It was a mess. You guys like, (sighs) like a scene from a movie dramatic, you know, like their daughter just got diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer and like literally had 24 hours to live. It was loose. Hell broke loose. So we went back to my house and we like scrounged up like all the change we could find in my car and her car to get us back to my house. So we get to my house and I think we walked in and my dad was on the phone with your stepdad. Yes. And essentially elongated, long story short, was like, Uh, how would you put it? I don't know. They were talking about how their girls were intimate and they were not happy. They were not happy about our... Essentially, it was, our girls are fucking! Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we walked into that. Yeah, I walked in. My dad was like, uh, uh, sit on the couch. I need to talk to you. Yeah, so like, we both okay. sat down just so, like... Yeah, just kind of waited for it. My dad's a pretty chill dude. Like, at one point... But he also was having a lot going on, so, like, I feel like his reactions were spurred from... His relationship issues. Yeah. There was just a lot going on. Literally the worst time for all of this. It was literally on. the worst time for everything. So he essentially was like, so Kirsten's stepdad just told me you guys are like dating, intimate, <laughs> like doing th- what? <sighs> Tell me what happened. <laughs> and I was like, we don't really know, dad. This is new to us. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, can we just like have a couple minutes to like comprehend what's going on she needs to call her mom and he's like okay and he kind of like let it go like he didn't really he like did. give us shit about it really overwhelmed and he, your dad he never really was like okay yeah he did and he was never like super religiously involved in the church like Mm-mm. the other parents were so i feel like he kind of was like i don't really like it's not that it's just like all of it right now yeah. and he was like overwhelmed just kind of like just 
sit there and be good. Like, I don't know. Right. right. Um, be good. Be, be good. safe. Just like, like, whatever. Don't be dumb. And, right. And we had moments, too, with my dad where it's like, one minute he was like super chill and would like order pizza and hang out with us. And the next minute he'd be like, you have to go. You have to leave. You guys have to go right now. Like, I just can't today. Like, it, like it's like he would have something trigger him and then he'd yeah. have to deal with his shit. And then yeah. he'd be like, y'all have to go because I got to deal with my shit. And then we're like, oh, well, we're we're like, where we do we go? We don't really know where to go. So, so fast forward, like... Kirsten got told that she had until she had six months. I mean, it was till he was seventeen. Yeah. So, I think it was like ish six months. Um, and I was told, you know, you have until you're seventeen to figure out if you're gay or not, and if you are, then you need to leave. And I was struggling going to class. Yeah. And getting to classes and struggling with that. So, essentially, I had gotten to the point where, like, for my dad, he was like, "If you're not going to school, then you can't live in my house." And so I got, I don't want to say kicked out, but in a way, I mean, he was ish, like, I think yeah. it'd be better if you left. Like, right. I have a lot going on. You have a lot going on. It was on. like a gentle kick out. It was. And I think that he really meant best by it. And since since then, we have rekindled our relationship. Well, and I think that it was, like, important to your relationship that it wasn't the blowout kick out that, like, could have happened. Right. Um, right. There was a lot that happened during those times, which, like, I don't even know if Ashley and I have 100%, like, processed. And, like, we both no. have two different stories to, like... Some of what happened just because we were both living very, like, whirlwindish type of lives. Like, one of us was in school. The other was working. We had amazing individuals in our community that actually, like, helped us get our first apartment. Um, well, I so I was, I was homeless for yeah. six months. I was working between two to three jobs. Yeah. And Kirsten was working a job and going to high school. Yep. And then... Um, I would stay in like Kirsten's car. Sometimes I'd couch surf. Sometimes I'd stay in like a park. And Which I feel like sometimes we'll, I like, stayed. In... I think we'll revisit like some yeah. of these stories later because they are really pertinent to. I don't know, kind of the process of like healing and like Absolutely. getting through because there was a lot that happened in those times that like caused trauma where you didn't realize. Like I think both of us kind of like have not addressed or have but also have not talked we're about we're still working through it yeah the there's trauma. nothing like being in your trauma. mid-30s and working through your childhood trauma love that for but us. essentially um, so i i worked a lot and then kirsten worked we saved up a bunch of money and we had kirsten helpful turned, people we did have helpful people there were some were, people in our lives that like we definitely probably would have been homeless longer should up a creek like, yeah just in a not good spot but so essentially what happened was that we had enough money saved that when kirsten turned 17 and she got kicked out um we had enough money to get ourselves our first apartment and pay a lot of months in advance for that apartment which allowed um some mentors in our life comfort in knowing that they could sign a lease for us essentially yeah. Um, with all the rent paid up until I was of age to be able to put myself on the lease. So yes, I was listed on the lease, but I was not, um, obligated to pay the lease because I was underage. Um, so by me having enough money to put money down, they felt comfortable and they did that for us, which was huge. Like I give so many props to them. Um, yeah. they were definitely a light in a very dark place for Kirsten and I at that time. Right. We got an apartment right next to Kirsten's school. Yeah. Um, it was like across the football field. We were the only Which, kids like, in high school that yeah. had an apartment. <laughs> yeah. Junior, senior. I was a junior going into my senior year of high school. I was out school. of school by this time. And we... I didn't I didn't graduate. I ended up getting 
we'll talk about my dropout situation too because it was a I didn't drop out of school, but I was unofficially dro- I was officially unofficially dropped out of school essentially. So we'll do that yeah. in another episode. But I was out of school at the time, working full time, and I think this is kind of what like jump started our, I guess you could call it like adult relationship because we were adulting in our young age. Like we had an apartment, we had cars, we had. We're limited, like, parental guidance and, like, direction, and we didn't know what to do. Like, Uh -uh. we got our first apartment, and we did not even know that it did not come with toilet paper or a shower curtain and... Or silverware? Yeah, no. None There's certain things that... This is why home ec and, like, an adult class are important in school, because there are certain things that you just don't realize. I never saw my parents buy cutlery growing up. Never saw them buy a shower curtain. Nope. Like, yes, I saw them buy toilet paper. Sometimes I saw them buy towels if, like, they were... (laughs) But there's, like, certain things. So I remember, like, we had finally moved in. (laughs) And we looked at furnished apartments versus non-furnished apartments. And we were like, well, like, we have a bed or we have this or we have that. Like, we could could piece together. And um, some of our mentors were like, well, I have a couch that you could have. Like, yada, yada, yada. So we were able to go with the cheaper rent and not get a furnished apartment. So we get, we get to our apartment, we moved in, we had a couple of friends come and help us move in and we're like, okay, we're going to cook dinner and we're going to take showers cause we stink cause we're sweaty from moving boxes and stuff. And I remember going in and starting the shower and being like, um, is this like a special shower head and all the water stays? In? No, it's no, not. No. Uh, where are the towels? No. And fortunately our first landlord that we had was an amazing man. He, he and his husband lived there. Um, at the apartment complex and he saw Kirsten and I and we're just like, I am going to take you ladies. And I'm going to put you right here under my wing. Him and his husband he were so, so amazing. So amazing to us. Took us to the store. Got we didn't us... even go to the store. He oh, went no, he went. Us. Yeah, he went and bought us towels and silverware and toilet paper and a Pots shower and curtain. Shower curtain. And it was just like. He brought us like a like an adult starter kit. It was adorable he and was like, like a laundry basket because yeah. he knew that like we probably didn't have a laundry basket. But well, and I remember, so I called him and I was like, "Hey, this is probably a really like dumb question or story. Like, I don't know how this all works, but like we're here, we moved in, and he's like, oh, like welcome.' And I was like, "Is there like a special spot that we haven't checked for like silverware or like?" And he was like, "Oh, honey, I'll be there and give me twenty minutes and I'll be right there." And then he came knocking on our door and, like, set everything up for us, like, oh. gave us hugs and was like, this is my house, like, took us over and introduced us to his husband and was like, if you ladies need anything at all, like, day or night, you call, like, I got you, like, be good, like, you you girls got good heads on your shoulders, just be good and make it through this time in your life and, like, you'll look back, it'll be great. And I was like, right. okay. We were like, okay, whatever you oh, say, God bless sir. It. <laughs> he went out of his way to make sure that, like, we... Felt he was loved. very open about it. Yeah. And it was something that, like, for us, we we had only heard the bad things about the LGBTQ community. We had only heard that, like, it's unclean, that it's yeah. not God's way, that there's disease, and, like, all of these horrible, horrible things. And then, like, we find that, like, you know, we meet these people, and he had shared his, like, health journey with us. And, yeah. um, you know, he... He really opened our eyes to the community and, like, showed us a lot of, like, different safe places. So he was absolutely amazing. Um, So we stayed there for a while, and then we ended up getting a bigger place with a roommate to kind of take some finances off of our plate. And so Kirsten and I jumped 
we, we started kind of just like moving up in life essentially. Yeah. Um, we moved up and got a couple different apartments. We ended up finding a townhouse that we lived in for 10 years. That's the place that we brought our baby, our first two babies home in. Yeah. We lived there for a long time. 10 years. Oh my gosh. But so this is kind of like, so now time's gone on. Kirsten and I have gone through ups and downs and struggles and successes and, and we'll talk more about some of those like in detail later. Cause there are stories that like, I think resonate like how coming from like the ground up really is. Because, you know, like, it wasn't... It's not always pretty. No. There were hard, hard times. There were times that, like, you know, you question... I picked, like, my happy route, but it's the hard one. Like, I'm not being supported by the people that I love. I'm having to pick and choose between, you know, the people that raise me and the people that, like, love me. And that's a really hard place to be in. And I think that'll be, like, an episode of, like... Well, you chose this life. You chose this lifestyle. Right. Um, the consequences of choosing, like, choosing to be with somebody that, like, you truly love. Um, yeah. But I think that, like, we want to start this whole thing off with, like, I don't know, a positive mindset for people that are struggling or that, like, maybe people that don't exactly understand where they're at right now because, like, you won't understand where you're at. But, like, trust the process and trust the people that, like, you know... People are in your life for yeah, a reason. People Even if you're not friends with them anymore there. or family with them anymore or whatever, everybody, everybody that comes along their your season. journey. Yeah, it's they they have a purpose to be there. They do, and like enjoy the journey where you're at. And you know, like we, we're in a place right now in our life that like I don't think I, we've always had like high hopes and dreams for our life, but like being it, here now, it's kind of surreal. It is. You know, we finally, you know... Well, so we, we went through all of our apartments. Yeah. We got a townhouse that yeah. we lived in and really settled in at. And I remember when we when we had rented our townhouse, the landlord was very weary renting to such young young kids. For sure. Um, And then she was like, you guys were my best tenants ever. <laughs> <laughs> she loved us. So, But we ended up growing out of the place because Kirsten and I have brought three beautiful babies into this world. Yeah. And we'll definitely touch on that. Like, I yep. think that might be my side of the podcast maybe later is talking about like infertility and just like the struggle that we went through to bring our kids into this world. Um, And like, it's not, it's, it's not all like fun and rainbows. It's not all, there are some serious struggles. And I think that it's something that Kirsten and I are willing to dive in and share with you guys, because I think sharing some of those vulnerabilities um, will kind of help other people be able to connect, but also just maybe help people in how they react or how they play a part in somebody else's path or journey Right. in that regard. So Kirsten and I now, it's like I said, it's been almost 18 years. Yep. And Kirsten is finishing up her last year in nursing school. Ooh, babe, I'm so proud of you. Um, we now have a 10-year-old, an almost 9-year-old, and a 2.5-year-old. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Um, we built our first house. Like, yeah. well, this is our second house, but we built this house. This is house. our first house that we built from the ground up. And we're just living our best lives. Like, yeah. I've had a handful of different careers that have gotten us, you know, where we're at now to be able to support a family and um, support Kirsten as she's chasing yeah. down her dreams. And we it's... have friends, family, people that we have taken all the way from the beginning to this point in our lives. We have people that joined us 
10 years ago, two years ago, people that, you know, we started with that we don't talk to anymore. And I think that getting to know us on that level eventually will be so great too, because we're all learning, right? Like this life is just such a whirlwind of, you know, people, places, time, but I mean, honestly, like, I guess the biggest takeaway for this, like, one episode is that, like, you honestly can do what you put your mind to. And, like, if you choose that, like, something is some, like, you want something in your life and you want someone in your life, that the smallest gesture could, like, change that path. And that, like, this path that we have, I honestly do believe that, like, only is there because, like, we both gave it, like, a split second in a day to think about like, what if this wasn't here tomorrow? And we have to wake up daily though and choose it. Like it is something that you have to work at. You have to put the work and the time in, and it's not something that there's that song. Um, Oh gosh, what's his name now? It's, it's called made. And the main chorus is soulmates aren't found, they're made. Yeah. And I just, I think that that is, it's um, Spencer Crandall, I think is what his name is. And I just, I couldn't agree with that more because a relationship, yes, there's two sides to a relationship and you have to choose it daily Yeah, and you have to put the work in and you have to be willing to go through the trenches and you have to be willing to share the celebrations together, the victories and the losses. I mean, it just, it truly is that. But I think the biggest thing that like we want to share with y'all too is that like showing tenderness and kindness and empathy to people is so big in your life it doesn't matter if it's a customer that walks in your work that is just horrible to you it doesn't matter if it's somebody in your life that's never supposed to be mean to you that is supposed to be there as your ride and die right bounces it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the situation is like you have to make the choice on your reaction and how you're going to be in that moment and i think that that's something that kirsten and i try very hard at, to consciously think about in our day-to-day Um, and teaching our kids and going through with that. So um, we are so excited that you guys are here. Thank you so much. Um, Please, if you guys get a chance, um, if you guys can like or subscribe on Let's Be Honest, we want to make sure that we can share this with as many people. I'm going to be putting a lot of Q&As up on our Instagram page. It's the Ash and Kirst on Instagram. Yeah, and honestly, like, we want you guys to be honest and just, like, you know, Ask us what you want to know. Like, obviously, there's boundaries because we are a couple and, you know, we've been through a lot, but also we are vulnerable. Like, we're open doors to a lot of things. And I think that we just want you guys to know that, like, we're here. We want to, like, inspire and also, like, be, I don't know, like, a vulnerable place for people just to feel like they can. It's a safe place. Yeah. Talk about or share, like, not like we're not the only ones that have been through something like oh, this. Oh, absolutely not. So absolutely not. And we've met so many amazing people along our journey um, that we're so excited to share with you guys too. So, and a big part of this whole thing is to provide um, that you know sometimes education is the cure to ignorance, and it's not fair for people that want to understand or educate themselves with things that they don't know about to get their heads bit off because they ask a question. Um, So Kirsten and I, we do have boundaries. However, we also um, try really hard to be open and honest um, with people that come to our life. And so we're here for you guys. Um, Again, this is a safe place for everyone, uh, friends, family, 
not friends, family. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, no. So thanks so much, guys. Have an amazing weekend, and please subscribe and go and watch for our next episode. Bye.